happy Easter to everyone. He is risen, and that is why we are meeting today. What a glorious message that we have to, to spread to the world. Would you turn to Matthew chapter 28, starting with verse 1. Matthew 28, verse 1 says, Now after the Sabbath toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has risen. Come see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. And behold, he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. See, I have told you. So they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. And behold, Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came up and they took hold of his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. And there they will see me. Would you pray with me this morning? Our Heavenly Father, as we gather on this beautiful Easter morning, Lord, we thank you for the resurrection of Jesus. Thank you for salvation that is offered to, to all men. Lord, we know that you are a good and gracious God. And as we study your word this morning and, and seek to know you more, Father, would you send us out a church empowered by the Holy Spirit through the atoning sacrifice of Jesus on the cross for the glory of a loving God. Lord, call people to you and into right relationship. And we ask this in your most holy name. Amen. Amen. You know, as we're looking here, I was thinking some of the words that just wash over my spirit as I'm, as I'm reading this, uh, maybe in, in a new light. It may have been a few months or maybe even a year for some of us that we've read this. But the story begins right after some of the darkest times in human history. When you think about the atoning sacrifice of Jesus on the cross and all that, that he took on. And then you get to verse, or chapter 28 here. It doesn't look like it's starting out any better because it, you know, it says that these women were going to the tomb. And that was a job that no one really wants. It's a job that's sad and, and depressing. But they go to the tomb that day and, and they find something out a lot different than maybe what they were thinking in the back of their heads as they were walking 
that morning. They get to the tomb and it says that, that there had been an earthquake because the angel of God, the angel of the Lord had actually came down and rolled the stone away. I want you to just catch this picture for a moment. And I've got three points I, I want us to, to, to write down and to think about as we're looking through this passage of Scripture. Because you see, they, they, they have this idea in their head what they're walking into. No doubt they had probably buried someone before. They didn't know they was about to, to witness salvation for all mankind. They didn't, they didn't realize that this was going to be the morning that, that they would see everything that Christ had spoken about come true. They may have known it, but in their hearts as a human, they, they said, well, we saw him beaten, we saw him rejected, we saw him hung on a cross, and we saw his, his dead body. And now, we know that that tomb probably has a body in it. But when they show up that morning, they, they see something totally different. They see an angel there, and the, the, the stone is rolled away. Uh, guys, these, uh, this first point that I want us to look at this morning is that in the midst of unsure times, God is still at work. In the midst of unsure times, God is still doing what he does. And, and these, these followers may have forgotten that. They may have been walking to the tomb that morning thinking that their job was going to be to prepare a body, to check on a body, to, to do preparations that you normally would do for a body. But when they get there that morning, it is a totally different scene than maybe they had imagined on the way there. We don't know the full story. We don't know where they're their minds were at at the time, but I'm, I, I suppose I'm just, I'm thinking about if it was me, that's, that's what Daniel would be thinking is, oh, another person I know is dead. Another tomb, another funeral service, another this, another that. And so as they go to the tomb that day, they find something totally different. And I think it's interesting because this is what we need to remember is that God is still at work. They go to the tomb that day and it says, Catch this. I thought this was interesting. It says that there was an earthquake for the angel of the Lord. He came and rolled the stone away. You want to know about the power of God today, church? There was an earthquake because of what that angel did that day. Now, I'm reading it that, and seeing that. That's exactly what it says to me because it says there was an earthquake for an angel of the Lord it appeared. So it wasn't just an earthquake and then an angel appeared and they're separate you know, occurrences, the earthquake happened because the angel came and did what he did. That tells me that God is, is all-powerful, and so it reminds me as a believer in Jesus Christ today, no matter what we're going through, pandemic or not, our God is still at work. Do you hear that this, this morning? I, I pray that this washes over you because you understand, the, uh, you should understand the fact that God is all-powerful that God is, is, is the God of, of creation. He's the God of salvation. He's the God of redemption. He's the God of all these things. But, but what I want you to catch and to take with you the rest of your life is the very fact is that no matter how dark the times, God is still at work. God is still at work. So we need a, a, a faith that, that is completely upon him. We need a, a complete surrender to our God today. 
Because if he is consistently at work, then that's what we need to bank our life on. Don't bank your life on your feelings or what, what's the trend at the moment. You need to, to bank your life on who Jesus is. That total faith, that total surrender. Because if we have that in our lives, if we are uh, in an understanding in the way that we approach life, that God is always at work, that God is, is doing his, his good things here while we're here, here's what I want you to understand. You can embrace any situation in this world. You can. It doesn't matter what comes your way because you understand in your heart of hearts and you know as a fact that God is still at work. And it's real, it's real easy this day and age to, uh, you know, with all the, the news agencies, and I think at one time we thought it was really probably a good idea to have instantaneous news all the time. I, I can remember back when, you know, the, the, the big news stations were having 24-hour news, and that was pretty cool because I, I can remember a time when news was just at certain times of the day. But now we live in a day and age where news is consistently being sent to us through our phones or, or we're, we have access through the television. We get so caught up in this that that negativity, I believe, can affect us as a Christian. And so we need to lean on the cross of Christ here. Lean upon the word of God to understand that God is at work. Quit believing what the world is teaching you and believe what God is teaching you. Those ladies went there that day and they were sad and they were down and out because they were just going to do funeral stuff, but now they've got a new job. Now they're, they're going out and, and proclaiming the gospel. And you and I have that same, that same story in our own personal lives as, as we could really look down about the way things are going now. We could do that. Or we could just understand that God is still at work. That first point, in the midst of unsure times, God is still at work. Never forget that. Even in situations that seem to be without hope or they have a sense of finality, uh, what I want you to understand today is that God is at work. Even in this very moment, God is at work. He's doing the work that he does Never forget that. These ladies, of course, we don't know the full story, but they may have forgotten that. They may have not known. Yeah, maybe, maybe they didn't fully understand who Jesus was, but, but as they go to the tomb that day, that tomb at one time was a place of sadness. Now it was a place of joy because they left from there with the best news that they could give anyone, and that's that Jesus is risen. And we celebrate that today. We celebrate that today. The second point I want us to look at is out of verse 5. In the midst of unsure times, if you're writing this down, in the midst of unsure times, God reminds us to not be afraid. So the first thing this morning is God is at work. The second thing is do not be afraid. We have a reason to not be afraid. Have you ever thought of it that way? When we look at the world and we say, man, I've got a reason to be afraid because... There's, there's disease, there's cancer, there's you know, job situations, there's, there's relationship stuff, there's all this stuff that goes on. But, but honestly, as a believer in Jesus Christ, you have no reason to be afraid because your God is at work. 
Your God is powerful. Your God is, is faithful and just. And so we must turn our attention to him today. The importance in Easter is not all of the festivities and the meals and the candies and the Easter egg hunts. The importance in Easter is that Jesus Christ rose from the dead to prove who he was. He's not in a tomb anywhere. And as sad as it is that churches around the world today are empty because of a pandemic, we, maybe for the first time, or at least a lot of us, are realizing that the church is not a building, but the church is a body. And if a tomb can be empty, and a tomb can, an empty tomb can be a good thing, a positive message, I really even think that in this moment that this empty sanctuary is a good thing. Because today, his church is in the world. Let's not waste that. If God is completely and always busy, always at work, always doing good things, we don't have a reason to fear. So we ought to be people who are going out into the world and doing great works, seeking to, to do the right thing. That, that tomb at one time was, was a, a place of sadness, but, but now that tomb is a place of joy. Because Christ is risen. Christ is risen. And so when we're looking at this, God will eventually take everything that we know is bad, this world that's imperfect, that's broken, one day God will, will fix it. Permanently redeem it. There will never be a tear or an ounce of sadness in this place that, that, that God has prepared for us. But in the meantime, as, as we're filtering through this broken world, don't forget the, the story, the, the, the message of, of the resurrection morning, the very fact that because Jesus rose again, we can face anything. Because he is no longer in that tomb, that, that we can go anything, go anywhere and do anything because he is still at work and we don't have a reason to fear. It doesn't matter what comes our way. We do not have a reason to fear. I hope that encourages you. Man, I was just thinking about that this week. It's like, I, I'll be fearful about something or nervous or anxiety about something. And it's like, why do I worry about that? Because God is bigger than that. God is bigger than any virus, any enemy, anything in this world. God is bigger than it. And so we're called today to, to be reminded and to live in the, the truths of who God is. Church, He's at work. We have no reason to fear. That first point in the midst of all this, <laughs> God's at work. Second point in the midst of all this, God reminds us to not be afraid. He reminds us, hey, remember who I am. I'm your God. And I can get you through anything. I can get you through anything. And as strange as all this is, you know, churches, as we're here, and it's, it's really strange, I'm, I'm literally looking into a can right now with a little light up on top. And, um, you know, this, the, the sanctuary's empty, and it's just strange to preach this message. And, and actually, this is about, uh, I, I preached through about half of it already, and the sound was messed up. But, but as I'm here right now, and, I, and I'm, I'm coming to you uh, and, and proclaiming the word of God, Understand this, 
that God has a great big plan for us. God has a great big plan for you. But we can't let fear get in the way. We can't let our own plans get in the way. Can you imagine the blessing that these two women would have missed if they would have said, well, I'm going to do something different. I'm not going to go and do that job of a, of a person who tends a grave. No, they went and they were blessed and then they, they, they lost that job in order to obtain a job of proclaiming the good news that Jesus Christ is Lord. They were the first ones. They left that place and they went and they were telling everybody who Jesus is and how he is alive forevermore. The third point I want us to look at this morning, it says, in the midst of... Unsure times, God beckons us to go. It's good to know that God works all the time. It's good to know that we shouldn't have fear. Let's not keep that to ourselves, church. Instead of thinking that we are in a bad situation because we can't meet, think of it this way. We are mobilized to take the gospel to the world pandemic or not we must advance the gospel wherever we go whatever comes our way we must be adamant about preaching the gospel of jesus christ and not just on easter morning but this is a part of who we are this is what we do with our life we're breathing in air that god has given us may we teach and preach and testify about how good our god is and the third point I want us to look at again is that, that idea that God beckons us to go. And if you're familiar with Scripture and you, maybe you've read ahead today even, but, but there in Matthew 28, at the very end of 28, that's that command, the great commission that, that Jesus gives to his disciples to go and to make disciples and to baptize them. That directive is there for you and I today. That we don't just glory in what we're experiencing, but we take the gospel of Jesus Christ wherever we go because we don't have a reason to worry. We don't have a reason for fear because God is still at work. God is doing an amazing thing even in times like this. And so these women who had had a, a change in job description that day, they went from being a, a grave tender to, to being a proclaimer of the greatest news ever proclaimed to the world. They were able to go and to tell people, what Jesus said is true. He is Messiah. And they proclaimed that. What a beautiful thing that is. An uh, interesting point there, too, is as you're, as you're looking there in Matthew 28, you know, uh, the angel said, hey, go and, and, and you'll see Jesus later. But if you want to know how much God loves you, and, and I just thought this is interesting because they're on their way to tell the good news, and along the way they see Jesus. Along the way they see Christ walking down the road. And it says they run up to him, and he's like, greetings. And if you want to know how much Jesus loves us, is he desired to see them that day. And Christ desires to have relationship with you, to, to, to have that close communion with you. You know, even as a church, we may feel kind of separated and, 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 and stuck here and stuck there because, you know, this week we didn't get to observe any of the, the Holy Week stuff that we normally do. But the thing is, is that because of Jesus, we're going to get through this. 
And today, even more important than the communion that you have with your fellow church folk or your friends in your community, here's what you need to understand. Christ desires to be in relationship with you. He desires to have that close communion. And, and, and I, I see that picture there. It's almost like Jesus just couldn't wait to go and see them. Or he couldn't wait for them to meet him there. He had to meet them on the road. God's still at work. God's still at work. We don't have a reason to fear. And we have a directive to go. Are we going to go today? Are we going to take the gospel wherever we go? Because it doesn't matter what we're going through in these, these troubled times. God's still doing a good work. He's still on the throne. So we don't have any reason to worry. There's nothing that can, can take us down. We, we are so blessed because we have been bought by the blood of the Lamb. And so our directive is to go. But you know, He doesn't just send us without power. He doesn't just send us without ability. He sends us by the power of the Holy Spirit to go and to proclaim the gospel to those who need to hear the message of Jesus. And maybe even today, you're a person that you've never asked Christ into your heart, but I guarantee you that if you're listening this far into a sermon, God has already got a hold of you, and God wants to change your life. He wants to, to take what you've messed up, what the world's messed up, everybody else has messed up, and he wants to take it and make it a beautiful thing. Because he's still at work. He's still at work. Here I am in the middle of a pandemic, and I'm preaching. God's still at work. I see some of y'all are out there doing works throughout the week. Our church is out giving groceries to people in the community. We, we've been doing a lot of works like that, and so it's good to see that. But the more important thing is, is that you and I as believers in Jesus Christ need to be proclaiming the gospel and letting people know that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, not the stuff of this world. It doesn't matter what comes our way. That's the truth, and that's the truth that we can hold on to. So as a church, we have a directive to, to go. We have the power to advance. We, we have this ability to go out and to, to, to see God glorified in, in everything that we do. To kind of wrap up these three points of, you know, God's always working. We don't have a reason to fear. And we need to be on the go. Even during the toughest of times. I thought this was encouraging. Isaiah 53, we read about who Christ is. Isaiah 53 says, Who has believed what he has heard from us? Isaiah 53, 1. Who has believed what he has heard from us? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up before him like a young plant. You know, Isaiah is speaking to people who were looking for Messiah. They, they, they knew of, and he says, Listen up, this is who he is, and this is what he's going to do. Verse 2 there. Like the root out of dry ground, he, he had no form or majesty that we should look at him, and no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And as one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised. And we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, 
smitten by God and afflicted. What a description of a person. People couldn't even look at him. And they just, they labeled him as someone who was afflicted, smitten by God. What a tragic verse. Look at verse 5, though. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. Oh. Peace doesn't come through anything but that atoning work of Christ on the cross. And he went through that. He was, he was not esteemed by people. He was crushed for our iniquities. Christ took the pressure of the world, all that sin in, had, had taken from people, and, and all that pressure, he took it on. He was chastised for you and us. And with his wounds, it says, with his wounds we are healed. We're healed. And so today we, we don't celebrate Easter because it's our culture. We celebrate Easter because Christ has healed us. We are no longer a people without hope. You got hope today. That's good. If you can glory in, in the, the first part of this sermon and say, man, I understand that, that God is still at work. I understand that God gives us the, the, the ability to live a life without fear. I understand that God has called us to go. Well, then go. If you can understand that today, understand the fact that it's all possible because Christ went to the cross for us. He went to the cross for me. If today, if you don't know Christ, the Bible teaches us that we can. And on this Easter Sunday, I, I ask, do you know Christ as your Savior and Lord? The Bible teaches us we've all sinned, we've all fallen short of God's glory, but the gift of God is eternal life. It's very simple to come to know Christ. We must admit to God that we're sinners. Sin is something that destroys us and kills us, but the gift of God is eternal life. If we admit to God that we're sinners, we believe in our heart that he came and died for our sin, we confess him as our Savior and Lord, that's, that's the message that you need to, to hear today. It's the way out. Jesus is not standing here looking down upon you, but he's saying, hey, I have a plan, trust me. Believe in your heart, confess in your mouth that Jesus is Lord. You will be saved. If that's you today, I, you, need, you need to reach out to someone. I'm going to pray here in a moment, and if, if you prayed that prayer and you were sincere and you want Christ to be the king of your heart, good news, he will be, but you need to tell someone. Today could be the day of salvation for you. And believers, church, those of you who know Jesus today, never forget that he's at work. Never forget you have no reason to fear. And never forget our call to go and to tell others about his goodness and his grace because he is risen. Would you pray with me? Lord God, we love you. We praise you. We thank you for this time that we've had today. God, I pray for those who may for the first time be asking you into their hearts. Lord, I know that you can use technology, but Father, I believe more than anything that the Holy Spirit is already there and doing the work.
So we just ask, God, that you you would call people to you for salvation. And Lord, for believers that are hearing this message today, that they will be encouraged to to know even in times as this that, that you are still at work, that you are good. May they look to you, the author and finisher of their faith, and God, may they do works in their life that glorify you. May we all be guilty of proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ because he is risen.